0: Hi everybody, this is Greg Proops, the only American you can trust, and you're digging showbizmonkeys.com, because you're so now.
1: Around us down.
0: down I'm alright. I'm alright. I mean, no consequence when
1: you're playing with... All right, so this is JD Renault with uh, the Winnipeg Comedy Festival and Showbiz Monkeys, and I'm on the phone with K. Trevor Wilson, who is en route on foot to the comedy bar. How are you, man? Good, brother. Yourself? I'm doing awesome. Uh, so the lo- first time I actually got to see you perform uh, in a grand capacity was actually last year at JFL 42. Uh, got to oh, see. Right on. Yeah, I got to see uh, like your whole like uh, one of the full shows that you did all on your own, and actually got to see you uh, just by happenstance opening for Patton and uh, Louis C.K. while I was there. Uh, those were fun shows they were fun uh they were amazing and uh you're no stranger to uh festival the winnipeg festival you're coming back again this year uh what uh what sort of uh, is the appeal for festivals for a uh, comedian uh at, at your standing at this point because you're touring a bunch you're getting to do uh opening spots for bigger names getting to do your own shows in longer capacities uh a lot of comedians I talk to say they like festivals just because it's the chan- uh, chance they get to see their friends more often. Because you're kind of nomadic creatures sometimes.
0: Uh, it's, it's it's a good chance to meet a whole bunch of new people you probably haven't worked with. I uh, we, we can be pretty spread out in the, in Canada as far as uh, you know people sort of stick to a region. So you kill it a bit, but uh, there's people you see all the time, and then there's people you almost never see. So it's fun to work with them and uh you get to make new contacts uh new business opportunities and then uh know a lot of these shows have a lot of history at them uh you know getting to perform at just for laugh that's like going to the (coughs) super bowl of comedy and uh coming back to the winnipeg fest it's probably one of the uh uh, better fests going on right now and i mean uh, the shows are always fun and the parties are always good
1: (laughs) i know those are those are always fun uh, specifically, opening for uh, Patton and Louie, uh, which were really amazing shows and, and really large, you know huge theaters. Uh, when you're doing comedy in a venue of that size uh, and opening for someone who you know the crowd is there to see them specifically, you're a, a pleasant bonus always. But do you feel like you cur- uh, curtail your act or is anything going through your head that you feel that you change or do differently when you can't necessarily see all the faces in a crowd?
0: Uh, no, I just go up there and try to do the best show I can do. Uh, I figure they're gonna loan me their audience for a few minutes. I better make the most of the opportunity and try to impress the people. And, uh, I want to set up, you know, Patton and, and Louie to have the best lead in as possible. You know, if, if, if Your first fear when you, your first step out there is, you know, don't tank this. But once you get the first laugh, it's just, uh, it just becomes another show that uh, with a larger audience. The crowd at the Patton show was so good, I had to remind myself to get off stage and get Patton's show back. Uh,
1: you are a storyteller. You write longer bits, tell full, like longer than like two or three minute stories. A lot of times, sometimes they can go on for quite a while. Uh, when you're when you're writing a bit like that and feel that you're gonna start t- start telling it, and you feel like this is ready for the stage. Uh, and you may be starting it at an open mic or somewhere shorter, do you go in knowing I'm only going to tell one giant bit at one time, maybe in a five ten minute set? Or does that get worked on in chunks over time? Or do you work them into larger, longer sets or feel like they're fully developed already?
0: Uh, I mean, when you first do it, you just sort of throw it up there and see how long it's going to take. And uh, if it's too long for the show, then you, you cut it short and wait till you have more of an opportunity to flesh that together. A lot of times things, get, things do get worked on in pieces, though, just the way they are. And then sort of my writing style is I'll, I'll uh, put together a story, you know, and it's usually something that I've been, you know, it's, just, it's a story I've been telling. It's a thing I say at parties that, you know, everyone keeps telling me to tell people. And then I, I take out all the parts of that story that aren't funny and then Start uh, matching, you know, little floater jokes that don't have a home that might fit into that story. And start assembling pieces until I've got something I can work with. And then I slowly try to sneak it into my uh, longer shows in full to see how it holds up.
1: Uh, Art of the Steel coming out soon. Uh, has it, uh, Is that still sort of in the editing process? Or do you know exactly when the release date is uh, slated for that? Sorry. Uh, the film, uh, Art of the Steel.
0: Uh, I got a film coming out called The Fix. Oh. With uh, Kurt Russell and uh, Jay Baruchel and uh, Matt Dillon that uh, I filmed a small part for last uh, last January. Uh, another movie I did, uh, Mr. Viral, is uh, making its uh, festival debut with the canadian film festival here in toronto and we're waiting for those to come up cool i thought it was listed
1: on imdb as something different i apologize for that
0: <laughs> uh the fix was called the black marks originally uh it was the shooting title and then they've uh unless it changed again and i didn't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> um are you still uh hosting uh, at vapor central
0: Uh, uh, We're actually uh, in the middle of shuffling up Vapor Central because the uh, original host of the Wednesday show has returned from England, Uh, so uh, I don't have my regular uh, Thursday spot anymore, but uh, Cal Post and I have started up a Monday night live-to-air podcast from Vapor Central called uh, the CK Podcast that uh, he and I will be doing every Monday at 9 o'clock for the foreseeable future.
1: Cool. is that live, like with an audience?
0: Yep, there's a live audience and it's uh, streamed live as well. Oh, very cool. And then also available for download afterwards. Oh, excellent.
1: Uh, The appeal of pot rooms, which uh, in other cities may not have them and have only really heard tell of them. Uh, Can you describe really what uh, a pot audience and just like a pot room is set up like? Because to some people's imagination, it just sounds either like the greatest thing in the world or possibly just like the worst.
0: Well, uh, generally lounges, uh, the purpose is mostly for uh, medicinal users to have a, a place where they can, you know, take their medicine but still be, uh, you know, surrounded by people to be social about it. And uh, there's about uh, six venues in Toronto right now that are 420 friendly, as they advertise themselves, uh, and all of them run comedy shows. And uh, in general, I find pod audiences to be very attentive, but not energetic. They, uh, they watch your show with a, a great concentration, but uh, sometimes they, uh, they're too high to remember to laugh.
1: <laughs> so they're smiling, but maybe not giving you the response you want?
0: you got to watch for their shoulders. If the shoulders are moving, they're
1: laughing internally. So you don't take it to heart if you don't hear the laughter, but if you can see movement, you know
0: you're doing all right? The the first few times it was you know when, when you'd get a really quiet audience it would it would affect you but then you'd sort of find walking off stage that a number of people were complimenting you on the show and it was just like that's weird why weren't you guys laughing and as far as they knew they were laughing
1: this <laughs> is delayed reactions sort of just it all rolls in after the fact they might be laughing at the first comedian's jokes during the third comedian's act sometimes. <laughs> um you uh you have a Facebook group uh called K Trevor Wilson Adventure Squad Elite. Yes. Uh which yeah. is sort of the hub of where to find you and uh, what to find out what you're doing at all times. Uh I was immediately taken by the name because uh I felt it it feels like there's perks involved in joining that group that you get a you get a distinction.
0: I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to get Dakota rings made up uh <laughs> So that people can, you know, unlock secret messages. Uh, when I was putting together, uh, when, you know, when I first jumped on Facebook and started using it as a social marketing tool, uh, they had the, the group pages set up. So I set so one up for myself, and I, I wanted to give it a name so that it, yeah, so it seemed like you were joining something uh, uh, more than it was. <laughs> An adventure squad elite just kind of came into my head. So anyone who signs up becomes automatically becomes an elite member of the Adventure Squad, which uh, r- really just means they get to uh, find out they get invitations to my events.
1: <laughs> I like that. Well, it also it's just the subtext which implies that there is a K. Trevor Wilson Adventure Squad that is not elite.
0: Yeah, there's the unelite version of the Adventure Squad somewhere. They're just. They're just sitting around moping, <laughs> trying to figure out how to get that elite status.
1: <laughs> you should just start that, but post no valuable information in it whatsoever.
0: <laughs> if, if people piss me off, move them to the
1: regular adventure squad. <laughs> you can demote people. I like that. Just force them to go into the <laughs> other group.
0: Well, my, my biggest thing now is I have, to, uh, I have to go in and clean out any uh, spam bots that show up on there. People keep posting weight loss information and dating site information on there. And I'm like, nope, yep, that's not what this group is for. <laughs> <laughs> I also had to stop people from posting uh, shows that I'm not on on the thing just because I found it misleading to the actual members of the Adventure Squad. You, know, you post on a comedian's page a show that he's not on, but uh, I, I sort of think that's false advertising. It sounds
1: like the the Adventure Elite Squad needs to form up a union and take down these people of some sort. If you're going to give them rings and duties and assignments, then...
0: Oh, it's really easy. I just got, you know, they got a quick click, click and kick off button there. <laughs> I can ban people temporarily or permanently. There's a lot, of, uh, a lot of choices with the old Facebook.
1: Well, you're a noble leader, so it'll work out fine. And... <laughs> I try to be benevolent. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Uh, where can people find you online? There, of course, and uh, at K Trevor Wilson on Twitter.
0: Uh, you can follow me at K Trevor Wilson. I have a uh, Facebook group, K Trevor Wilson's Adventure Squad Elite, and my okay, fan page. Uh, also, comedyrecords.ca and uh, smellslikethe80s.com. Smells Like The 80s is my sketch troop. I'm actually yeah. doing a show with them tonight at uh, TO Sketch Fest. Alright, and uh, I'm just
1: going to quickly plug uh, your shows you're actually doing at the Winnipeg Festival. You're doing the CLEA fundraiser on April the 8th. Comedy Aces on April the 9th. You're doing your own uh, hour-long spot at Rumors on Wednesday, April 10th. You're in the Debaters on Saturday, April 13th, and then the Dark and Stormy show on the 13th as well that night. Okay, Trevor, thank you very much for talking to me, man. Oh, thanks for having me.
0: Showbizmonkeys.com